Get ready to disrupt the status quo and embark on a journey of innovation and greater success. This is Revolutionary Practices for Financial Advisors, the ultimate podcast that will help you take your financial services practice to the next level. Your host, Eric Sussman, is excited to take you on an epic ride alongside esteemed guests. In this trailblazing show, we will unlock the secrets of success used by the best of the best. We'll share invaluable tips and techniques tailored specifically to elevate your practice. From mastering the art of client acquisition and engagement to leveraging the latest technology trends, we'll explore every aspect that can empower you to stand out from the crowd. No more conventional thinking. We'll introduce you to cutting-edge resources and proven strategies that will catapult your business to unprecedented heights. So, get ready to embrace the change and revolutionize your financial services practice. The time is now. The future is here. Welcome to Revolutionary Practices for Financial Advisors. Welcome back to Revolutionary Practices for Financial Advisors. I'm Eric Sussman, and today we're thrilled to have Tom Hegna, a renowned economist, best-selling author, and retirement income expert with us. Today, he's here to share his insights and revolutionary practices to help us thrive in financial advising. So let's dive in, and, and first of all, let's, let's welcome Tom. Hey, Tom, how are you? Thanks, Eric. Great to be with you. Great to be with you as well. So, Tom, I usually like to start out, and, and if you could just share with me a bit about your journey into the financial industry and how you really became a renowned retirement income expert. Well, I don't know if I'm a renowned expert, but I mean, I, I'm from a small town in Minnesota, went to college at North Dakota State University on an Army ROTC scholarship. I was commissioned in the military, spent six years active duty, 16 and a half years Army Reserve, retired as a lieutenant colonel. What got me into the business, the insurance industry, was there was a MetLife agent going through my unit selling whole life insurance to my soldiers. And at the time, I was a buy-term and invest the difference guy. And I said, who's this guy ripping off my soldiers? I said, bring him to me. And uh, so anyway, he came in and he said, sir, your, your soldiers were nice enough to give me your birth date. So I ran out print out for you because I was raking them over the coals and how he's ripping off my soldiers. He said, no, I'm helping them save for the down payment on their first house, for their kids' college education, for tax-free income and retirement. And I ran a printout for you. And this was before the seven pay test, Eric. This is probably before you were born. I don't know, but it was a five pay whole life, five pay. And I look at this and I, I see that my cash value is all back by the sixth year. And then the cash value is growing. The death benefit is growing. He said, who would ever buy term insurance? Would you buy this? He said, oh, I don't sell much term insurance. That's what I sell. I said, do you get paid to sell this? He said, I get paid a lot to sell that. And I said, I could sell that. So that's what got me in the insurance industry. And I spent eight years with MetLife. I was an agent, a manager, a national marketing manager for their VUL product. Then MetLife started demutualizing and became a stock company. At the same time, New York Life came to me and I started out as an annuity wholesaler and worked my way up to be one of the top 50 officers in the company. And when I was there, they made a big shift from variable annuities towards income annuities. And I'd gotten my team, I had a team of wholesalers. We got the variable sales up a lot and variable annuities were sexy. We had the investment protection plan rider that over a 10 year period of time, you couldn't lose a penny, even in the most aggressive stock fund. It was powerful. And then I had to figure out how I'm going to change the thinking of 12,000 agents so that all of a sudden income would be important because SPIAs have been around for hundreds of years and they're boring products, but I had to make them sexy. And so I dug into the research 
And I found out about mortality credits and I found out all these PhDs that say you've got to have income, at least enough to cover basic expenses. And so I dug into all these white papers and that's not many people read white papers, but I did. And then I put the white papers into English so that normal people could understand them because they're written for academics. Right. And, uh, and that was paychecks and playchecks was really just a combination of quite a few different white papers that were out there at the time. That's an amazing story. And, and first of all, Tom, thank you. I'm sure you've heard this before, but thank you for your service. That's uh, really appreciated and uh, really exciting. I, I never knew, I knew some of the details of your background, but I didn't know all of them. So that's fantastic. Now, what do you think you've worked with hundreds and thousands of financial, hundreds of thousands of financial advisors throughout your years in the financial services industry? What are the things that you've observed that are the biggest challenges that most advisors face and how can they overcome these to build those successful practices? The overall number one problem has always been prospecting. You got to be in front of enough people. It's prospecting and activity. If you get in front of three people face-to-face every day, you're going to be successful in this business. And if you can get in front of five or seven, you're going to be very successful in this business. But the problem is, how do you get in front of three people face-to-face every single day? And then while you're meeting people, you're supposed to be calling to set appointments for the next day or next week. And that's always been the challenge. And there... It, it gets easier the longer you're in the business because you get referrals. And, and what Bill Cates, and I'd encourage your people if they're having trouble asking for referrals or recommendations are better. Bill Cates, not Bill Cates. He's got free YouTube videos out there. You can see his stuff. He does a great job on getting referrals and recommendations because recommendations are better. That's when the person actually calls and says, hey, Eric, you got to meet with Tom. He's doing some great stuff. That's more powerful than, yeah, you can call Eric. And Eric goes, I don't know. Yeah. You that type yeah. of thing. But then also... Advisors have to get better at asking more questions. I always say telling is not selling. Listening is selling. Asking is selling. So they got to work on their words, their language, their questions, and their stories because people don't remember numbers. They don't remember illustrations. They really don't care, but they they remember the stories that you told or the analogies that you gave. And so you got to get really good at that. So between prospecting and, and then presenting and then being able to handle objections, those are all key skills. And that's what I spend my time training advisors on. Absolutely. Fantastic. Now about the IFW six-step sales process, obviously step number one, we call connecting, right? Which is like you're saying, asking questions, those kinds of things. Then we have setting the stage. Then we have verifying, making sure everything's correct. Then we have their current situation. Then we have their future destination and finally taking action and converting. So of those six steps, is there anyone in particular that sticks out that you think this is something that advisors are having the most trouble with? I think many advisors have trouble connecting. I know that's the first step, but if if they don't have trust in you, if you can't establish trust and rapport right off the gate, it's not going to go anywhere. You can sit there and present for 10 hours and they're not going to buy from you. You've got to have that connection, the trust and all of that. But then I think another important step, it's two steps, is showing them their current situation and showing what it should be. That is powerful. Now, I don't know that agents have trouble with that, but I would say that might be the most important step for them to really get good at. But connecting is the one that most uh, advisors struggle with, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And, and I think what you said earlier about asking questions, when you're asking questions and you're listening, you're building trust, you're building confidence, you're controlling the conversation. I think that when people see that you're asking questions, they really know that you you care about finding solutions based on their situation. 
And, and connecting can be as little as when I would drive up and if their lawn was perfectly manicured or they had some beautiful flowers or something, I would comment on that. I said, man, you have got the prettiest lawn in the whole neighborhood because they, they probably take pride in that. And that's why yep. they do that. Or you notice a painting on the wall or a family picture and say, hey, where was that picture taken? You just ask them some things about them. Don't just get right down into business. Build a relationship with them. Ask them questions. Give them sincere compliments. Don't try to make stuff up, but find things that are interesting to you and then ask a question about it. And if they're doing something really nice or there's something really neat, then be interested in that and find out how they did it, why they did it, and and show that you care about them and not just making a sale. Absolutely, yeah. Be specific as well. It's been several months now since you've helped IFW in telling people the before and after story. But when you think about it, what was it that really inspired you to work with IFW and, and support what we're doing? Well, it's probably your persistence. Because <laughs> I get a lot of people calling me, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And and my, my initial reaction is always, look, I, I do my thing, I'm mostly retired, blah, blah, blah. But what struck me uh, about your stuff is, number one, we've known each other for quite a few years. Number two, it's very simple. And that, mm-hmm. that see, I'm a simple guy. Uh, I say complicated confuses simple cells. And when people can understand things simply, and then if they can see it, I also say to achieve something, you got to believe it, but to believe it, you got to see it. So if you can see it, you can believe it, then you can achieve it. And I, I use that in many of my different presentations that I want to show people in, in my news book, Millionaire, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, 90% of people believe they'll never be wealthy. And they're mm-hmm. right. And the other 10% believe they will. And they're right, because if you don't think it, it's not going to happen. And and so what I think you you do so well is you keep it very simple, but you, but it's very powerful because it shows them, hey, here's what's going to happen if you keep continuing this path. But if we just make a little tweak, it can be so much better. And I think that's a great story. Yeah. So that simplicity is, is really what you loved about the software, because I remember when we first spoke, you said, I'm, I'm not a software guy. I don't yeah, like no. it. it because I agree with you. I think so many of the softwares out there, they really confuse people and a confused mind doesn't take action. The next thought that I had was when you describe our software, what would you say about it? I'm thinking that it's along those lines of, of simplicity. Yeah, it's simple, but powerful. And we've been on some calls with other people and they say, does it do this? Or does it do this? Or could it do this? Yeah, it could do a lot of different things, but the problem is there's some great software out there. I have some friends who have some incredible software. It does everything. It'll tell you what the taxes are going to be in your portfolio in 2047. The problem <laughs> is it's so hard to maneuver around that thing that you either need to have a full-time assistant that just does that, or it's going to take you hours and hours, or you're finally just going to say, screw it, I'm not going to do it. And whereas this, it does not do it. This software does not do everything for everybody. It does not do everything, but what it does better than anything else I've seen. And so if, if you're on a case and you're trying to close a case, This is the software that will do that. If you want to do an entire holistic plan with tax planning and retirement planning, this can be a part of it, but you might need another broader software for some of that. But this is good for what it does, which is help people see the value of adding an annuity to a portfolio. And then when you back that up with the third part, disinterested third party references that I've shared with you over the time, and then combined with some of the training that I do, I think it's a one-stop place where people can increase their closing ratio significantly if they learn this system. Yep, absolutely said. So for financial advisors who are or maybe just starting or, or looking to revamp their practices, are there anything, is there anything in particular that you would suggest for them? It takes 10,000 hours to become a master at anything. I've been doing this for over 10,000 hours. You've probably been doing it for close to 10,000, if not more than 10,000. Too many people 
don't invest in themselves. The best investment you're ever going to make is an investment in yourself, not an investment in the stock or bond market or Bitcoin or anything. The best investment you'll ever make is in yourself. And you've got to invest not just money, but time. And that's the thing that I see so many agents, they don't invest the time in learning. I can get somebody really smart, really fast, but they've got to spend time with it. And, and you know, even, even 15, 20 minutes a day, if you could just commit to that, Within a month or two, you're going to be super much smarter than what you are today. It's you got to invest in training. You got to invest your time. You got to invest some money to get better. And that that would be my best advice for for new people. I couldn't have done this on my own. I, I don't think you could have probably done it on your own. For me, the Kinder Brothers helped me out a lot. They're both sadly deceased now. Joe Jordan helped me out a lot. I have I had mentors helping me, and now I'm just trying to help others. And there's other people other than me and you. There's other people, but find somebody. That's smarter than you and learn from them and spend time with that system and learn the words and the language and the questions and the stories. This doesn't have to be a complicated business. This can be a very simple, fun business, but you've got to invest in, and learn some of the basics. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to work hard. What about resources you believe are essential for financial um, advisors to build robust and really client-centric practices? Anything come to mind? That's what I do every day. I've got online training and coaching. I've got books. I've got audio books. I've got white papers. The Baby Boomer Dilemma would be a great thing for the holidays. You, you, you get a movie theater and there are places, if you go to theboomermovie.com, theboomermovie.com, they will fill the movie theater for you and you show up. And during the holidays, people say, oh, call me after the holidays. Call me after the first year. No, I got a movie I really want you to see. And, and they'll go see the movie. And mm -hmm. I think that's a great thing to do during the holidays. I have pre-recorded like seven different webinars. You can have me doing webinars seven days a week, 24 hours a day for you. I've got free training at tomhagnett.com forward slash webinars. You've got training available. So I, I think there's plenty of resources out there. If people, David McKnight's out there. There's other people, but find somebody whose style fits you and then invest into that. Invest your time. It, it's not a money thing. None of my stuff is expensive. It's a time thing. And you've got to commit to the time to become better. 10,000 hours is what it takes. And that's a that's lot right. of time. That was a good book. I forget the name of that book, but by Malcolm Gladwell, um, the 10,000 hours. I think the outliers, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 Um, the financial industry evolving a lot. Um, what trends should financial advisors be aware of about how they can stay ahead of the curve? There's going to be all kinds of product evolution. And now that these interest rates are higher, some of the payout rates on these products are incredible. And yet many agents advisors aren't really paying attention to that. I don't know why, but these are the highest payout rates I've seen in 20 years. So you should be out there right now going crazy with this stuff because if they buy a bond, they can lock in that interest rate for two years or five years or 10 years. They buy an annuity, they can lock in these rates for the rest of their lives. It's incredible. And so I would encourage people to do that. I'm starting to really research AI, artificial intelligence. And I, I there's a guy that, that, that you need to meet, Panos Leladakis, and he showed me some stuff. I, I did, a, in fact, I'll pull it up. I'll see if I can pull it up right now while we're talking. But I do these TikTok videos and he showed me some apps that I didn't know about. One of them is called captions, okay, captions. And you just load in a short video and it will put captions on it, but that's not all. You can say, I want my voice to be in English. I want the captions to be in Spanish, or I want the voice to be in Turkish. I want the uh, captions to be in Turkish. I, I just want to show this because you'll be able to hear this. This was me 
with Sanjay Talani. I was in Beirut, Lebanon. I filmed a little thing and I said, I want to speak Turkish and I want the the subtitles Turkish. Just watch this. It's... Oh, just a second. I, I got to, let me pull this up. Wow. This kind of changed. I'm not, but I'm going to be able to do this now. So this stuff is like crazy that's available now. Now think about what I'm going to try to do on my online training site, that somebody could come onto my online training coaching site and let's say they speak Spanish and they want all the training in Spanish and they want the subtitles in Spanish. They can just hit two buttons and I'll be given it in Spanish or I'll be given it in Russian or I'll be given it in French. That's the future. It's not here yet. But very soon, that type of thing will be there. And then David Maki is another guy I think people should follow. He's developed an AI um, assistant that, that can assist the advisor. And, and, and he's really concerned that AI could replace advisors. So, so I think advisors need to stay on top of it. There are tools that you can use. You can make your own avatar. Like I, I've just already, there's another app called Spirit Me. I load in a video of me and then it creates an avatar that's me and it's this background and it's going to be, and then I can just load a script in and it will, so I don't even have to film a video. I just type a script, load it in and it'll train. Yeah. That's incredible. What's happening with AI. It'll be incredible. And then I, all I have to do is update the scripting and then all the trainings updated instead of, oh, geez, I got to shoot 12 videos today. And I need, I need a teleprompter. I need cameras. I need green screen. And no, I won't need any of that. So I just think there's some tremendous opportunities out there. Absolutely. Look, it's been great. I want to just ask you one final question. Is there anything right now that you're working on that you want to share with the group? Anything at all that's new and upcoming at, at TomHagner.com? As I mentioned, my Who Wants to Be a Millionaire book, that's for younger people on building wealth. And as I'm going to have a TV series on Fox Business, you were one of the first guests on that TV show. So that'll be coming out here shortly. But that's just giving young people tips to build wealth. I've spent my entire career helping baby boomers protect and distribute their wealth, but I noticed there's a big gap with their kids and grandkids who just really have not been trained on money issues, and I'm just trying to help them with simple techniques on how to build wealth. I believe almost every single American that wants to become a millionaire can become a millionaire, and that's what I show in that book. Most people are wasting their money on cars and boats and jet skis and things like that. And I, and I talk about not borrowing money on depreciating assets. Think about that. You take out a car loan. Now you're paying interest on something that's going down in value. So you, your costs are going up and the value is going down. You'll never become wealthy that way. So th those are some of the tips. The TV show is going to be cool. And then I'm working on this AI stuff for my side of the business. And it could be pretty incredible. So that's what I've been working on. All right. Well, you're, you're working pretty well, pretty hard for somebody that's semi-retired, but you, you've learned how to be very efficient, I've noticed. Yeah, I'm trying to play golf four to five days a week. I'm trying to play pickleball at least two days a week. So I, I try to balance all that in there. Great. Tom, it's been amazing seeing you uh, once again. Thank you so much for your time. Have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for being part of our community of forward-thinking financial advisors on Revolutionary Practices for Financial Advisors. We hope you've gained valuable insights from our exceptional guests and Eric Sussman's expertise. As you continue your journey to take your financial services practice to the next level, we encourage you to stay curious, adaptable, and always open to innovation. The revolution has just begun, and we're excited to have you on board. Stay tuned for more game-changing episodes, and until next time, keep 
pushing the boundaries and revolutionizing your practices.